when you're just starting out learning video editing, it can be really difficult to understand all the different types of editing software. There's quite a few out there available. Which is the best one? Which one should you be spending your time and money learning? We're going to cover that and more and talk about the benefits, the pros and cons of each today on the Video Editing Podcast. Hello, my friend. Welcome back to another episode of the Video Editing Podcast from Unsplice. With me, your host, Shiny, the founder of Unsplice. And this episode should help you if you are a little bit unsure about which software you should be spending your time learning. Because when you are when you start learning or when you make the transition from self-taught to professional or career video editor, you hear about all the different types of uh, professional software being used, um, but you're kind of unsure which is actually worth spending your time learning. And if there's a cost involved, what should you spend your hard-earned money on? So today we're only going to concentrate on professional software because there are so many different types of editing software out there. Um, you've got the professional software, but also you've got uh, editing apps so you can edit on your phone. There are some that are encompassed into recording software. So ScreenFlow, um, for example, all these other different ones built in to other pieces of software. So today we're going to focus exclusively on professional software. So software that is used in a professional environment. And I've broken it down or made this short list of four pieces of software because in mine and many people's opinions, uh, there aren't that many at the top level. There aren't many that, that, that many software options. So today we're going to be talking about Premiere Pro. We're going to be talking about Avid Media Composer, uh, DaVinci Resolve, of course, and the outlier Final Cut Pro 10. Some people, some professional editors might kind of raise their eyebrow at FCP 10 um, because it's not used particularly widely and its predominant use is within the indie circuit. So I have included it in this lineup because professional editors do use it, but in terms of grand scale and large companies or big parts of the industry using it, it's still very small scale. Um, but we'll talk about, talk about that a little bit more as we go through. So to start, I think it's probably best to explain where does each software sit in the grand scheme or in the industry? How are professionals using these pieces of software and it for what purpose? Because each piece of software kind of has a stronghold on a corner of the market. Post-production video editing has blown up over the last 10 to 15 years. It's become democratized now. It's really easy to be able to pick up a piece of software and learn it 
Most people have a laptop. Uh, if they don't, they have a phone that they can use to edit videos and a phone to record videos. So now we have uh, kind of this gap between the professional level software and the consumer level software. So let's start by talking a bit about Premiere. Premiere Pro, Adobe Premiere Pro, the editing software that everybody loves to hate. It's got a bad reputation. Um, load of people, you know, there's corners of the internet saying, oh, I've ditched Premiere, I've moved to DaVinci Resolve and I never look back. Um, and we'll get onto that in a little bit. But the reality is Premiere is still the most, if not one of the most popular video editing software out there. Now I'm going to throw the, the term NLE out there. Uh, if you don't know what an NLE, it's exactly what we're talking about today. NLE stands for non-linear editor. So it's essentially the software that you use to edit. The term comes from the old analog days where you would take film and splice it together to create your edit. Well, that is linear editing because you start at the beginning of the film and you work your way through the film, adding different shots and takes as you go through. The software allows you to just jump back and forth to any point in the timeline and move clips around. So it's non-linear editing. So Premiere is the most popular, if not one of the most popular um, editing so NLEs on the market. The, the areas of the industry in which you'll find Premiere being used are branded content, documentaries, uh, social media content, YouTube uh, content creators generally will, uh, you'll find they use uh, Premiere, corporate world, uh, you've got non-scripted for broadcast as well, so documentaries, things like this. Uh, some reality TV has been known to be cut on Premiere as well. And the advertising industry. If you work for, um, if you ever do any freelance work or you are employed by an ad agency, marketing agency, or a PR agency, you can almost guarantee that they will be using Premiere. The main reason We'll get into in a minute when we talk about the pros and cons of each. Um, but those are the main areas that Premiere works in. That's a lot. That's a huge market. One places where Premiere is not used generally is scripted and uh, non-scripted for broadcast as well. So a lot of the streaming platforms um, they will, a lot of the, the, the production companies, post-production companies will not be cutting in Premiere. They'll be cutting in Avid. So let's move on to Avid. Avid has a, has a real stronghold on scripted features um, and streaming movies and documentaries. Avid really has a stronghold on the Los Angeles and Hollywood editing scene. Outside of that, 
in major hubs like London, you will find Avid being used for uh, non-scripted, for broadcast, and of course, features as well. We'll go on to why that is in a minute. DaVinci Resolve has come up from the bottom of the ranks and is now a true contender in the professional market. Now, it wasn't so long ago, I don't have the, the year in front of me, but it was only a few years ago that the editing component within DaVinci Resolve didn't even exist. It was strictly just for color correction. But because it's free, it's all of a sudden, over the last few years since it came on the market, the editing capabilities came out, it's really built up a reputation and they really invested heavily into the editing functionality of DaVinci Resolve and it's paying off because you've got this whole new generation of video editors coming up, learning by themselves and they want something that's free. So it's built this uh, entire army of people absolutely devoted to DaVinci Resolve. And it is a very strong editor. Um, so DaVinci Resolve, you will find primarily being used currently within the indie circuit. So indie films um, and co content creators. So people, essentially editors and filmmakers who are working within their own ecosystem. So these are people who don't have to uh, answer to a higher company, a higher corporation, um, or have to send anything externally um, outside of their sphere. They are the ones that have full creative control over absolutely everything. And they're probably doing the shooting and the post-production and the VFX all together and they are able to work within their own ecosystem. Um, that is pr the primary candidates for DaVinci Resolve use. And finally, Final, uh, Final Cut Pro 10. The kind of editors using Final Cut Pro are, again, content creators, and um, it does have a lot of people using it within the corporate world. This kind of comes down to stability, really, because Final Cut Pro is built for Mac. So Mac generally has a reputation for being more stable. Um, and because it's built specifically for the Mac ecosystem, it is quite stable. And um, in a corporate environment, sometimes you might prefer stability over some of the other features that the other software has. Because if something breaks down, it costs money to uh, spend time and fix it. So there you have the four main pieces of software, professional editing software, and the markets they're used in. Now you can really see that Premiere does have a stronghold on a bigger market. Branding content, documentary, social media, YouTube content creators, corporate, non-scripted for broadcast and advertising. Avid, pretty much scripted and non-scripted for broadcast. And 
DaVinci Resolve, uh, indie films, uh, independent filmmakers and content creators, and Final Cut Pro 10 content creators and corporate and some uh, indie filmmakers as well. So you can see here, you can see a pattern emerging. Premiere has a wider market and a lot of the uh, films and videos that Premiere uses are creating a short form content. That's a kind of a clear definition there between Premiere and the rest, Avid, DaVinci, Final Cut Pro. Premiere specializes in short form content and Avid, DaVinci and Final Cut will, you're erring towards more uh, narrative-based content and slightly longer form. So that kind of sums up the markets that each piece of software has. Now this might play into which software you want to commit to learning, but I will say this, if you haven't touched any software whatsoever, then once you have learned one piece of software, it is fairly straightforward to transfer your skills to the next one. So don't feel like if you are learning one piece of software now that you are committed to staying with that piece of software or it, learning a new piece of software is gonna be like trying to learn to ride a bike all over again. Nothing like that. It's gonna be, the skills are gonna be fairly transferable. The interfaces generally are made up of the same elements and you will find that once you learn something in one piece of software, the skills are transferable. Editing is like painting. You know, you can create a painting or a drawing using watercolor. Your skills are transferable to using oil or to using colored pencils or black and white pencils or charcoal. The idea and the artistic ability is what makes the art and it's not the tools. So that's something to consider as you are uh, considering which one to devote your time and money to. All right, so let's talk a little bit about the pros and cons of each piece of software and why you might want to choose one over the other. We'll start with Premiere again because that seems to be the most popular, but why? Well, the main reason, and to be honest, one of the main reasons why I use it as well is the Adobe Creative Suite. If you remember, we spoke that Premiere, Premiere users are predominantly short form content creators. Well, all of these companies and individuals use Photoshop and or After Effects. And there really is no competition with either of those pieces of software. Photoshop is the best in the game. Every piece of software out there that tries to imitate it is nowhere near as good. After Effects, there really is no competition whatsoever. There are, of course, competitors, but it is the market leader. And when it comes to the cost, the other ones cost so much more that After Effects really is a de facto. So, if someone uses pre uh, Photoshop or After Effects, then they're paying for that software. Why not use Premiere? 
then you've got this super powerful piece of software that integrates with After Effects and Photoshop so well and all for the same price. So that is really why Premiere has such a stronghold on, on these markets. Uh, so uh, branded content, social media, YouTube, content creators, documentaries, corporate, non-scripted and advertising. Think about all of those. They all use some kind of graphics in some kind of context. So yes, it makes sense for the for them to use Premiere as well because it's all built into the Adobe ecosystem. Super, super powerful. Um, so you've got also other integrations besides After Effects. You've got things like Frame.io. Now I don't know if you use this. It's amazing. It is a feedback, uh, it's an app that uh, for you to get feedback from the client. So you upload your export, send the link to the client, they can comment on the video, draw on the video, and everything is time-coded, and then it comes straight back into Premiere. Super easy way to work with clients, and it's all built into Premiere, and it's owned by Adobe. They bought that out uh, this year or last year, I think. Super amazing tool. You've also got tons of other plugins that Premiere works well with. And it also integrates with um, the After Effects motion graphics templates. So if you need to do any kind of motion graphics integration, then Premiere is the one. There is no competition. Of course, you can create stuff in After Effects, export it, import it into any piece of software, any editing software. But why bother? Because for the same price, you can have everything built in and integrated. The other thing that Premiere is great at is the brand new tools that it comes out with constantly. It's in recent updates, um, we have transcriptions, Amazing, amazing tool. So with a click of a button, you can have all of your dialogue converted into text and have the captions thrown on the screen. You can search for dialogue in the bar and it will take you on the in the timeline to the point where that person says that. Super, super powerful. Avid has something almost similar, but not at all. Um, Premiere does this so well, it really is, it feels natural. So all these new tools, um, also audio remixing, so you can just throw in a track and tell the, tell Premiere the duration you want it. I want this three and a half minute track to be 60 seconds and it will remix the track for you completely to match exactly 60 seconds. Uh, auto reframing as well. So all of these industries that we spoke about the majority of them are creating content for social media as well as YouTube. So you're creating 69 content plus one by one content plus nine by 16, all these different versions. And so Adobe created this tool where you can click a button and it automatically reframes the entire video to fit into the new dimensions and it tracks the action in the frames so they can reframe them as, it, as the algorithm expects. Amazing tool, saves you as an editor an incredible amount of time. 
And it's all part of this idea that Adobe wants to create efficiency in the workflow. They understand that we're creating content now. We're, we're creating more and more content. So what is of utmost, utmost uh, importance? It's efficiency. And so that really is what a Premiere is best at. Now, of course, all the haters are going to say, yeah, but it crashes all the time. It's not true. If you speak to professional editors working in a professional environment, certainly ones that have used, worked across all the different types of software, they will tell you that it is equally stable to all the others. And anybody who had experiences constant crashing of Premiere, it's because they're not following proper technical workflow. So these are things like uh, making sure all of your assets are in the correct codex, the correct frame rate, um, making sure everything is transcoded so that it is in a working format. So if you think about the entire editing process from the moment that you receive the videos to the moment the client receives the finished video, the video and the audio and all of your assets, in fact, are going through a process, right? So the assets that you receive are not the assets that the client receives. If you receive a JPEG, you don't send a client a JPEG, you send them an MP4. So if you think about the, this as a three-step process, you've got the video and the asset creation. So everything that is recorded from the camera is in raw format. Then you've got your, you working in the editing software. All of these are in a working format because you're currently working on it. And then when you're finished, you have to change everything to a, a different format so that you can deliver it. And that is your delivery format. So if you think about the entire post-production process or the production process, as three stages, raw, working, and delivery. Now you have to think, okay, which assets that I've received, what format are they in? Are they in raw? Are they in a working format? Or are they in a delivery format? Because you need to make sure that everything, every asset that you are working with is in a working format. Because otherwise, you are going to have issues with Premiere and with all of the NLEs. So if that sounds like something that you are not familiar with, then on uh, September the 24th, there is a piece, uh, there is some creative editing training happening. So Saturday, September the 24th, you can learn how to use Premiere without it crashing. Now these principles don't just apply to Premiere, they do apply to other NLEs. This is about proper technical workflow, making sure all of your assets are in the correct format for working, They're in a correct working format, and you can correctly deliver them. So if you're interested in learning how to use Premiere without it crashing, or any other NLE for that matter, check out the show notes because I'll put a link down in there so you can get directly to the sign-up page. It's part of the Unspice Pro membership, the gold tier membership. 
So it works out at £49 per month, which is super, super cheap. If you think about, well, firstly, how much time it's going to save you because you're not spending time having to redo all the work that you've lost in Premiere since it crashed. And also, it kind of pulls you out if the software crashes, it pulls you out of your groove. You're working, you're vibing, everything's going super, super well. And then it crashes and then you go make a cup of tea or you go search on Instagram or whatever, you know, you lose that momentum and it takes ages to get that back. So think about the lost time and also think about how many other courses are out there that cost 10 times as much. This is really a bargain. Plus, for the same price within that, you get all the weekly Q&A sessions about how you can improve your career. That's all part of the Unspliced Pro membership. And that is the, the training is happening on September the 24th. So that's the pros and the cons of Premiere. Let's move on to Avid. Avid Media Composer as its full name. One of the main benefits and the reason why Avid still has such a stronghold on the scripted scene is because of Script Sync. It's a, an app, a tool built into Avid that essentially syncs up the dialogue in the um, spoken in the footage up to the script. So it works differently to Premiere in the sense that you will upload the script into Avid. This is why it's so good for scripted, because you will you will upload the script into Avid and Avid will listen to the dialogue in the clips and it will find the points in the script where it lines up and it will line up the different points to the script. And you get an interface that looks like the script and you can click different points to go to different clips where somebody is saying that line. So that way, if you have loads of different takes of the same dialogue, you have them all lined up easily to flick between. That's one of the main reasons that Avid still has a stronghold, because really, if you speak to most people who use Avid, certainly people who have used Premiere or uh, Final Cut Pro 7 when that was out, most other software, they'll tell you that Avid is clunky and slow, and it feels like some an Atari game from the 1990s. It just, The interface looks like it hasn't been updated for decades, because it hasn't. And it just doesn't feel smooth and nice to use. I'm not speaking for everybody. Some people absolutely love Avid. Now, I don't know if Avid are doing this on purpose um, and they're just focusing all of their time and money on Pro Tools because they have Pro Tools software as well, which is audio mixing and, and engineering uh, software. Again, industry standard, super, super popular. So I don't know if they're kind of neglecting Avid on purpose, um, but if that is the case, then I think they will have some strong competition coming up for them. So let's talk a little bit about DaVinci Resolve, because I know that there's probably a ton of people listening right now who are screaming, but DaVinci Resolve is the best. And 
The software, for some reason, I have no idea, really just gets people rattled. Uh, the subject matter, people are so diehard for a piece of software. Everybody has an opinion about which is the best piece of software. But it's all just personal opinion, really. So I'm going to try and lay out, try and be as neutral as possible and lay out the facts. Um, DaVinci Resolve really has no competition when it comes to color. Uh, there are some color grading software that cost thousands more that they use um, within color grading studios. But really, for the majority, for, for the most case, the color correction within DaVinci Resolve is incredible. Uh, if you compare it to Premiere, Premiere is built again for efficiency. So doing a full grade within Premiere is going to be difficult. It's good for touch-ups, it's good for little things, um, but DaVinci Resolve is built for accuracy and it really does show through. It's probably uh, the best in its field for color grading. So when it comes to editing, how does it fare? It's still a little bit behind. It's still fairly new. You can tell they are putting a lot of money and effort into the editing side of it, uh, and they're trying to steal that market share. Um, but right now, it's still a little bit behind some of the competitors, but it is catching up fast, and it is, in a short time, going to be incredibly competitive. Let's talk a little bit about Final Cut Pro because uh, Final Cut Pro 10 also has its advantages when it comes to uh, project management because it has tags and, uh, and other ways of organizing your project and the thumbnail system and all of these are fantastic and they kind of make the editing process smoother and easier from an editor's perspective, like having everything organized and looking nice and easy to find, especially on long form documentaries and such like this, um, or even narratives, it's, uh, it's, it makes finding those shots a joy. And that really is one of the main reasons why Final Cut Pro still has uh, some diehard fans. It's not used that widely um, because of the reason we spoke about earlier. It is on Mac only. So um, it is kind of curtailed by that, but it does bring, I mean, it brings stability as one of its um, cornerstones. Uh, so if we're talking about which professional NLE is the best, then really there is no one answer to that. It really depends on what editing you want to do. That is something that you, only you know. And so if somebody's telling you, why don't you move to here? Why don't you move, try this software? Why don't you try this software? Well, if you only want to edit scripted, then there really isn't much point in learning Final Cut because at some point you're going to have to use Avid anyway. So why not start learning Avid from the beginning 
that's going to put you in a head start when you actually start doing working with clients who need you to use Avid. And again, if you're only going to be cutting social media content, uh, then there's no point in learning Avid because you might as well learn the tool that is built specifically for that use, which is Premiere. So you have to think a little bit about where what you would like to work towards, what kind of editing interests you the most, um, and that will help you decide which piece of software to focus your time and your money learning. Like I said, you can transfer skills from one piece of software to the next. So don't feel like this is a decision that's going to haunt you for the rest of your life. It's not. It's fine. Don't worry. It's not a big decision. It really isn't at all. And a lot of people will have you believe that. Um, one thing you is worth thinking about is that is the future. At some point, it doesn't matter. If you want to pivot from cutting commercials to cutting uh, scripted, then you can pivot. The client will dictate which software that you use. So as soon as they try to book you, they will ask you, do you cut an Avid? Do you have Avid experience? Now, my advice, if you are a premier user and you have been for years and you are trying to pivot and you want to move to work with clients who strictly work in Avid, and there are some commercials, um, some, some large commercial studios that work strictly in Avid, then just say yes, because you can learn on the job. You can learn in one weekend how to use Avid, how to transfer your skills from Premiere to Avid. You'll get the job and you'll learn on the job. And you could be honest um, and say, I, I'm not as fast in Avid as I am in Premiere, but essentially your skills are completely transferable. So you really shouldn't worry too much about it. Whilst we are in the subject of the future, I'm going to share some of my predictions because I think that um, where we are, the market as it is right now, and all of the NLEs that are available are going to change. You know, it was 20 years ago, Premiere didn't even exist. Avid was the, the, the main piece of software, and Final Cut Pro 7 was just, you know, just out, hot on the heels, and um, making, making headway in that section. Well, now Final Cut Pro 7 doesn't even exist. Apple have gone down the consumer and the prosumer route, be that for better or worse. But I think uh, I don't think they have any intention to push Final Cut Pro beyond the prosumer level. I think they're very happy with um, uh, you know filling that, filling that gap and being the prosumer uh, software of choice because probably. Commercial clients expect a lot more from a piece of software and will complain a lot more and expect a lot more uh, improvements and everything else. So they're probably happy just to keep Final Cut Pro simmering uh, in its current state. Uh, I do think that big companies will always want the Adobe suite because of the, you know, how, how popular, how strong Photoshop is. Really, Photoshop is the industry standard. 
if you think about the vernacular that's used, you know, people will say, oh, can you Photoshop this for me? That's how strong the Photoshop is in just the world psyche. That's going to take a generation to change. And for Adobe to just stop and do nothing, which is not going to happen. Photoshop's going to be around for a long time and it will be the best for a long time. And for that reason, big companies, corporations will always want a Photoshop license. So if Premiere is bundled into that license, then Premiere will still remain popular. Um, I think that independent artists, they are the ones that, um, indie, film, indie filmmakers, they're generally the ones that will champion DaVinci Resolve. And they will be the ones also that help build out the software to become a key player at the top level of the industry. And I do think that Avid, if they continue at their current rate of innovation, will die out. The industry is moving faster than that piece of software. And so if they don't continue to, if they don't <laughs> begin innovating, uh, then DaVinci Resolve is just going to come up and take that pie and run with it. And uh, when they do, Avid will, will die a death. These are my predictions. Who knows what's going to happen? When you're making the decision to learn a piece of software, there are loads of free trials out there. When you learn one, transfer the skills over to another. One of the reasons why DaVinci has become so popular is because it's free. People can learn editing on DaVinci without spending a penny. Then when they decide to um, take on professional work, either they can continue to do it in there. And if they need to edit 4K footage, then they have to buy the pro version of DaVinci um, or they move on to Premiere. It's up to them. But Making that move is pretty straightforward, really. And having the knowledge of all of these tools is probably the best way to go. So if you have the time and you have the ability, learn them all. Hopefully you now understand which industry, uh, which software works in, in which industries. And if you don't quite know which editing style, uh, which industry you are most interested in, reach out to me. You can join the newsletter at unsplice.com. Um, and as soon as you do, you get my email and you can email me whenever you like. Ask me any questions you like. That way, uh, if you're trying to figure out what it is that you want to work towards, I could, hopefully I can ask a couple of questions that will um, get you moving and thinking in the right direction. And remember, if you are looking to use Premiere or any NLE without it crashing, if you're looking to learn proper professional technical workflow on September the 24th, link to that is in the show notes. Hopefully I'll see you there. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye.